0: 18 Plus. It's waiting for me out in the yard, hiding over in the neighbor's lot. It doesn't matter if I try real hard, I just can't remember how I got all covered with, covered with mud, mud, covered with mud, covered with mud, covered with, covered with mud, 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 covered with, covered with mud. Hello, everybody, this is Andy Lopez, and you're Don't panic,
1: it's organic. It uh, thank you for Polish sending me some really cool garden stuff. put on my finest
0: dress up clothes. The sun is shining in a clear blue sky. Not a rain cloud anywhere. I open the door, I step outside. Oh, no, not again. It's just not fair. I'm covered with mud, 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 covered with mud, covered with mud. There's mud on your pants, mud in your hair, mud in your underwear. On Sunday, Dad will watch TV. covered with mud mud
1: that song was called Covered with Mud. Uh, if you have an old-time garden song that's been around for a long time, that means I don't have any problem playing it, you know, copyright. You don't want any, any new stuff, something old. Uh, I'll be happy to uh, play it for you and for everybody else. It's just uh, send it to me as an mp3 file to AndyLopez@invisiblegardener.com. So today we're uh, we're talking about the soil. It's the soil, and I'm going to try to explain to you why the soil is so important. The name of the show is called "It's Alive," all about the living soil and how we can control diseases and pests. Now, one person asked me, I should say, plant diseases and plant pests, because they'll get confused. People confused with human diseases and other animal diseases and stuff like that and no I'm not going to do it this is a gardening show I don't talk about human diseases or animal diseases unless it's related a garden show in which case I would say it's a human disease like the Zika virus thing that's going on but otherwise when I say diseases and pests I think you're going to figure out that it's I have to do with gardening okay alright so um, there's a lot of stuff going on these days with pe- pest diseases, pests and diseases. The two are related, usually the pest will come first and bring the disease. And it all comes down to the health of the soil. And so I, I wrote something interesting the other day about the how pests and diseases are related. is my latest uh, column, which you should be reading. It talks about how they are related and what does the soil have to do with pests. If you have no idea how to read my blog, you should be reading my newsletters. If you're not getting the newsletter and you're just listening to the show, uh, sign up for the newsletter. Go to www.invisiblegardener.com. If you're a member, you're already getting the newsletter. If you're already a if you're already a member and you're not getting the newsletter and listening to the radio show you know old-time old member from the past you need to upgrade to the new website a new membership uh, website no you do not need to buy a new membership all you got to do is send an email to Andy at Lopez at this tell me that you're an old-time member I'll look you up and I'll send you a new user ID and pass a new password a link that we should give you uh, access to, to the website. It, it gives you a password so you can get in and then once you get in uh, you will create your own user ID and password. Okay, so uh, talking about the soil and uh, before I do that I want to uh, let you know that I'm also going to be talking a little bit about the mosquitoes and how to, to prevent a mosquito from biting you, to, to give you uh, a, uh, one disease or another. It looks like it might give you sicker disease as well as yellow fever, or one or the other, a combination of both. So uh, I'm going to talk about that before the show is over. And I'm also going to uh, be telling you guys a, a, a secret, compar- a com- secret has, that has to do with the contest. So uh, there's basically uh, two contests, one for members, one for non-members. So the non-members, what they win, and currently what they'll win in the contest is a year's membership. If you're already a member, you don't need to win a year's membership. You'll get something else. So you just have to tell me whether you're a member or not if you're entering the contest. The, the new newsletter that's going to be coming out will be giving a, a link to those that are not members so they can get a year's uh... membership free so that's that's an advantage of reading the newsletter. So if you folks are getting a newsletter and you're not a member and you want to try it off for a year they'll say right there click here to get a year's free worth of membership you get all my books and everything accessed like a regular member for a year at the end of the year you'll be charged for a year if you want to continue or you can cancel it's twenty dollars a year or you can get fifty five dollars for a lifetime if you're a senior citizen I mean, fifty-five dollars for a regular member, or thirty-five if you're a senior citizen. Okay, so and I'm I'll tell you a little bit more about the contest before it gets over with, uh, before the show is over with. So, you people, you, I'm sure you've heard of healthy soil equals healthy healthy plants. Well, why? What makes a plant healthy? Just like in humans, what makes them healthy? So, in my opinion, a plant is healthy when it's not showing any signs of disease or pest. It's an easy way to look at it. So if your your plant is is showing some some signs of disease or pest, yeah, it's not healthy. Another definition of being healthy is that it has all the trace minerals that it needs, and the plant is functioning properly. If it's missing any one trace mineral, it will not be functioning properly. And that's the key to pest and disease control. Every, every disease, and now I'm not talking about human disease. This lady says, well, you said every disease originates soil, but well, what about human disease? Well, you're, you're pushing it a little bit, okay? <laughs> Talk about, this is a gardening show. So all plant diseases originate in the soil. And they say, well, what about pests? When the pests bring it, it originates in the soil. The pests are, pests are just carriers. They carry it from one place to another. It does not originate in the pests. Okay? <laughs> so um, it originates in the soil. All of this plant diseases, now you got me going. Plant diseases and pest plant pest, pest problems originate in the soil. Not in the air, in the soil. So in order to do proper pest and disease control, you have to have a fully functioning soil. What does that mean? To me, it means that all the microbes, or the microorganisms that live in the soil, should be there and doing their job. You miss any one type of microorganism and it's not doing its job, there's going to be a problem, a mineral deficiency problem. That means that the food is not available to the plants. So there are many different things that can destroy the, the microorganisms in the, the microorganisms in the soil. Starting with chemical fertilizers. So you have chemical fertilizers, you like all different types of pesticides, fungicides, all these different types of chemicals. Chemicals will destroy the soil. There are chemicals in the water, so the city water is constantly destroying the soil. Not to mention whatever other toxins humans decide to, to dump into the soil or to do to the soil. So there are many things that will destroy the ecological balance of the soil. PH level is very important in that the bacteria and the microorganism, microorganisms that we want live in a certain pH range. The ideal pH pH range is six five to six eight. Seven is a little bit on the high side, just a little bit. It can if you have a neutral pH soil, it'll still function. 72, 74, it's getting too high. Under 65, 62, 63, 6, it's a little too low. Either side of those, you're going to have a trace mineral deficiency, which is going to translate to one pest or another disease of one what of, of one type of disease or another. Now, how does that how does that, that work? Uh, and so I talk a lot about BRICS levels. And the BRICS level translates to the sugars in the plant, but it also translates to the amount of minerals the plant has. So you can use a refractometer to get you a good idea how much minerals your plant has and whether it has enough minerals or not. Unfortunately, it doesn't break it up into what minerals are there what minerals are not there. That's something you may want to do with a soil test. You send the soil tests off to a lab, they'll tell you what trace minerals are missing and then you don't go out and buy that trace mineral if you're deficient in magnesium you don't go out and get magnesium if you're deficient in calcium you don't go out and get calcium unless you're a chemist and you know what you're doing you want to go out and get something that's abundant in all the trace minerals that's why we talk about rock dust but rock dust is just not the only source of trace minerals so trace minerals comes from a variety of other sources ideally you should be getting trace minerals from your compost so that's important that when you make your compost you make it correctly if you don't put anything into it, you're not going to get it out. So you consume that, you get horse manure and all this stuff, and blend it together, and don't do anything. You got everything no, because it's, if if the if the animals were deficient in the mineral and the, and the food that they ate were deficient in the trace minerals, it's not going to be in the compost. And usually people don't add the trace minerals to any of these things. So yeah, it's going to be deficient. So you want to add the rock dust to the compost making process. See. And you want to get different types of rock dust so you can have a wide blend of minerals. Some rock dusts are deficient in trace minerals, certain trace minerals, and others. Some rock dusts are, are, for example, the one of the ones I use here in Southern California is 30% calcium. Only one on the market that's got 30% calcium. Usually they one or two or three or four or five percent. The other one's maybe the highest. So this is, calcium is very important. So this is very good. But then there are other trace minerals, other rock dusts that are, really good at exotic trace minerals where this one may not be so you want to get a blend of trace of rock dust to put it together there are also other sources of trace metals from liquid seaweed to many different products on the market now that you can buy that have trace metals one of the things i do is uh i i drink a, a liquid trace minerals for humans it's got a lot it's got over 80 different trace minerals in it and so, same trace minerals So, I add that to my liquid, my super seaweed, to provide an even more abundance of trace minerals. So, you want to have the soil function correctly so that the plants can get the trace minerals that they need so that they can get the bricks level up. If the bricks level are up enough, the bugs will not attack it. What happens is it's very, very simple. If you feed it a chemical fertilizer, you get rapid growth, yeah, it looks great, it looks green, it looks luscious, but it's be and the Brix level does go up because it increases the plant growth. It does have the sugars go up, but it goes back down lower than before, and it doesn't stay up. And, when it, and the Brix level, when it does go up, it's deficient in the trace metals. So what happens? The plant in the process of forcing it to grow, produces simple ca- carbohydrates, which is perfect for bugs and the bugs who will go after it. But if, you, if, you, if you're using a, an organic product that raises the Brix level, by actually raising the mineral levels and keeping it up there, you'll find that it produces it, it grows but it produces complex carbohydrates which the bugs do not like. That's the key. If the bug does not attack the plant, the plant will not get the associated d- the disease that comes with the bug. There are lots of other ways for the plants to get diseases. One of them is humans. <laughs> humans. you, you got to love us humans. So gardeners and tree people and arborists and stuff like that. I think arborists know better, but gardeners have the faint idea what they're doing most of the time anyway. So if they prune a plant that has a disease and go to the same type of plant and prune that and guess what? They're going to spread the disease. They're going to cut into the plant with an infected tool and spread the disease. That happens a lot with palm, phytophthora, any disease. You have a rose disease and you, and you prune that rose down, you go to another rose who's healthy and you prune that rose, guess what? You just spread the disease. Now you may not spread the disease if that plant if the rose is health, healthy healthy and has all the trace minerals. But the odds are if that rose that you have there is disease, it already doesn't have the trace minerals. And I doubt very much if you take care of each rose differently. So you're more likely to take taking care of these other roses the same way, and that rose too will also have the trace minerals. Now it's not a hundred percent foolproof. If you have a perfectly healthy tree and you give it a, and you cut into it with a disease that's uncurable. I, I don't think that that plant will be able to fight off the disease and keep the disease from spreading. Because remember the way that diseases are normally spread is by the bug. The bug would not go after that plant if it's healthy. If it's producing it has all the transmittals, if you're giving off a single to the bug that it doesn't have it. However, if a bug wants to go to the tree says so I'm going to do it anyway, that plant and its disease and the bug has to carry the disease, the plant will get the disease. Just like in us humans, we could be healthy but we're still going to get the disease if we we come in contact with it one way or another that we're not supposed to. So there's always a weak link in the whole system, in this case it's humans. And there are other things that can happen that can spread the disease but usually it's it's either the bug going after the plant or the humans uh, doing the wrong thing by not pruning and cleaning their tools not only their tools <clears throat> but they can spread diseases any other number of ways uh if they if they go and uh for example if you're working on a disease that's soil borne disease remember all diseases are soil bones so if you're working on the soil under that particular plant and then you go work on another plant in the so- soil you, you're more than likely transferring the disease from one soil to another area of the soil it may not take hold in that soil but again, if you're doing, you're not doing, you're not treating them different. The soil is different, so if, you, if it's in disease, any part of your property, it's going to go to another part because you're doing the same thing to the rest of the property. You're not taking proper care of it. I have a customer that contacted me oh, two years ago. She has a major white fly problem, so I told her that if you have white flies and they're wearing shorts and uh, glasses, that you're probably watering too much. Uh, so I checked the water, and sure enough, there was see what, the water leaks everywhere, water, 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 water. So we fixed the leaks and and reduced the water, but the soil was so dead that it was water-soaked. Here in California, we have clay soil. So you know what happens when you add clay and water and then heat? You get porcelain. <laughs> you get hard rock. And so th- 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 that was happening there in the sense that... Uh, when they they were over because it was getting hot but then when they slow down the watering it just tend to, it tended to dry up and it would get hard and then they have to water again because the plants were stressed off and not getting enough water <laughs> so i tried to explain to the gardeners what they should be doing the number one thing they should be doing and that is adding compost you can't take the soil out and replace the soil if you're lucky you're going to plant something you dig a hole throw away that soil you bring in some good compost and you grow it in that. However, if you have plants all you could do is top dress the the soil with rock dust, compost, and a little bit of mulch. In this case you didn't have much room on top because everything was already stacked, you know, it's already as far up as it could go. Uh, So I had to scrape off the top layer of the soil, be careful not to damage any root systems. We added a little bit of uh, rock dust, some organic compost, I mean organic uh, fertilizers, a little bit of compost, a little bit of mulch and that's part of the basis one of the things that's confusing to the gardeners and to the owner they seem to think that and somebody like me can come to their place and totally magically get rid of the disease once you have a disease in the property it's a regular ongoing thing you have to deal with you can't say "Well, I should like the lady said well you treated the soil therefore it's all done you don't have to do anything to it no first of all only treated a small top of it, part of it on the top the soil is still diseased down below <laughs> You know, so you're going to have to deal with that, with that on a regular basis. You're going to have to constantly be amending the soil on a regular basis to help bring the soil back. You have to constantly be adding good, good bacteria, microbes to the soil. That's why when I spray super seaweed, it's also a soak. I soak the, the, the root systems, put, try to put the microbes, the microorganisms, the fungi back into the soil. At first they die off like crazy, but sooner or later they start taking hold. Sooner or later the pH starts to change. Because remember, we're amending the soil, we're changing the conditions that caused the problems in the first place, law of cost and effect. The effect is you, you have the pest and disease, the cause is the soil. So it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing that you have to deal with, the, the, the health of the soil. I'll give you another example. Uh, just recently did a house call, I think it was uh, Monday. The person uh, never paid attention to the health of the soil at all. So he had he figured, well, I need to, I'm over-watering, so I gotta re-landscape and put in, put in some different, you know, water-towing plants and whatever. Somewhere along the lines, they got off the track and they ended up putting a lawn and planted a bunch of stuff. Now there's, the water builds up to 2,000 a month they also butchered a coral tree, two coral trees, which are not coming back. They haven't fertilized or done anything, which is kind of weird for a landscaping company not to really fertilize anything. They uh, put in overhead sprinklers instead of drips, so they're watering like crazy up above. They had an arborist come and the arborist says too much water. They had another arborist come and it says not enough water. Yeah, so this turns out to be too much water because they're overwatering like crazy. The soil soaks. It's waterlogged, that means it has no air and the root systems are going to die. I told them to slow, you know, stop the watering, let everything dry up, not so much because if you let it really dry, it'll bake and you have hard pan soil. And so, number one thing they have to do is two things they have to do. One, they have to try to foliar feed the trees to try to get some nutrition into the trees, and, to, and at the same time soak the, the soil with the liquid to try to get it into the, into the root systems. Along with, it needs to start applying the compost and mulch. And need to put a layer of uh, rock dust, organic fertilizers, compost, and mulch over the whole property, which they have not done. And once the soil is dead, it's a slow process of bringing it back to life. You have to bring massive amounts of compost on a regular basis because that stuff gets eaten up. It gets destroyed. You have to be uh, reapply it again. It doesn't work if you just do it once. It's like eating. You don't have dinner once. And then say, I'm fine. I'm done. So you have to pay attention to the health of the soil if you're gonna get anywhere with dealing with pests and diseases. That is the key to it. So if you have a pest and disease problem, again, it's not a human pest or an animal pest. I'm talking about plant, tree, roses, right? Those things. It it relates to the health of the soil. If you were to do a, a soil test, which is a good way to start, send it off to a lab, they'll tell you the pH and you'll know automatically if your pH is off. You know it. You're in trouble, right off the bat. If your pH is like seven four, which is what uh, we have here, seven two, seven four, seven five, seven six, seven eight, really bad. That means you don't have a single earthworm in the crop, <laughs> and, and your property, and your back my, microbiology, microbiology is way off. You know what happens if you kill the bad guy, the good guys, the bad guys move in. That's why you have the diseases. That's why it's soil born. So that's the key right there to everything, whether it be the wasp, uh, you know, borers, uh, everything's attacking all these different trees from avocados to citrus or whatever. They all grow in the soil. You have to get the soil back in shape. You have to get the soil working again. You have to get it alive with all the proper organisms and fungi, everything again. That's the key to it. If you ignore that, no amount of chemical spraying will solve your problem. Okay. So that takes care of It's Alive, It's Alive, the soil.
0: It's waiting for me out in the yard, hiding over in the neighbor's lot. It doesn't matter if I try real hard, I just can't remember how I got all covered with, covered with mud, 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 covered with mud, covered with mud, covered
1: with... okay so let me just uh, talk a little bit about mosquitoes and uh, here's my opinion okay yeah it's a problem but you're gonna set yourself up for a bigger problem if you think that you can start spraying chemical pesticide and you will kill them all off and then and that there won't be any mosquitoes that they will develop an immunity to that those pesticides and you're also killing off all beneficials you're also going to kill off any predators that will get releasing because well you know the way a lot of uh, professionals are dealing with it schools and so forth colleges and agricultural departments they're releasing predatory wasps for example to control the different uh, bugs and borers and they're going to die from that too. So and uh, so here's a, a really simple thing that kills mosquitoes left and right on contact and that's garlic, and they don't develop an immunity to it. And no, I'm not saying for you to be eating tons and tons of garlic, but even though that's not a bad idea, eating garlic doesn't really produce the results in terms of keeping the mosquitoes away from you because your body digests and absorbs all the garlic already and, and it's nothing there for to keep the mosquitoes away. However, you know, you can't, uh, there is a way you can use garlic to, pre- to prevent mosquitoes from biting you, and that's essentially to use a garlic clove. You take garlic clove you cut it up into half you know clean up get rid of all the outside of the garlic and you have to cut that in half put each clove in your shoe you will not get bitten by any mosquitoes for at least a day or two or three or even four or maybe even longer if you leave it in your shoe yes you'll smell like garlic and I'm not talk talking about everybody walk around smelling like garlic but in countries and places where it is a problem, like in Puerto Rico and other places where you know you're going to get attacked, it's a very small minor thing to be walking around smelling like garlic. <laughs> I, I understand, I understand, I'm just saying the garlic kills it on contact, it does. Uh, so you can actually spray, uh, it's called mosquito barrier, uh, garlic Garlic barriers, uh, the original one they make that kills lots of other soft bodied insects on contact. Mosquito barrier is about 10 times stronger than garlic barrier, and it kills mosquitoes on contact. Personally, I think that the people that are running around spraying pesticides can easily spray a garlic mixture. Yes, it'll smell like garlic for a few hours, but it kills them on contact, and it doesn't hurt the beneficials. It won't hurt the wasps. It'll kill all soft-bodied insects, which a lot of them are basically uh, predators, aphids, white flies. Those things you don't want anyway. And also, too, if you could, you spray garlic in sitting water, sitting water. If you see any water, you spray some garlic on it. The garlic forms a layer on top, it will kill, them, it will kill the larvae as they come up. Also kill them in the soil. So that's a really simple, easy solution and that people, professionals should key into what is in a garlic that can be used because they can make a synthetic garlic version of it that will probably work just as well if you don't want to use garlic. Maybe you could come up with a version of garlic that doesn't smell like garlic, even though the actual smell is part of what protects you (laughs) from the mosquitoes. Uh, So it does work, uh, especially if you're going to go out, uh, especially if you are concerned, if you're a woman and and you're pregnant, you don't want to get, the garlic won't hurt the baby, but it will keep the mosquitoes away from uh, harming you and, and eventually maybe your kid too. That's garlic. Eating it doesn't work, but if you put in sh- a clove of garlic in your shoe, it will last that whole day, next day, couple of days, or longer. As long as it's in your shoe, it will get absorbed by your body, especially if you're going out into the country, out in areas that you think you're going to get, you know, there's, there's already a problem with it, garlic. It's in my book on natural mosquito control, by the way. So many professionals out there want to talk to me about how you can incorporate garlic into your, you know, cause you're using it around schools and stuff. Garlic may smell like garlic, for, you know, initially, but it goes away and it's, and it's a lot better than the pesticides. Okay. So here's a, so we're having a contest. Uh, every month I select some winners, and every month is a slightly different... You, basically, everybody will get a free uh, membership. If you're already a member, then I'll give you something different. So you just have to tell me you're a member, and I'll, I'll uh, take care of it. Uh, I haven't... Uh, I'm uh, in the process of printing out some new t-shirts. Don't panic; it's organic t-shirts, uh, and I'm also uh, going to be giving away as part of the contest... Uh, invisible Gardener's Growers Kit, it's a $100 value, actually it's $140 value. Well, let's see, it's $140 for the quart, $50, so $200 value that I normally sell for $100, but that's going to be available uh, this month. Uh, I'm picking a winner at the end of the, of the month. At the end of the, of the month, I pick a winner. And I pick a winner from uh, the, the emails that I get back. So if you're listening to the show... You need to go to the, you need to read the newsletter. In the newsletter, it'll say the, 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 I was going to say the magic word for the day, for the month, really. So you need to send me, send the email with the magic word in, in the, uh, this. you should say radio show contest in the subject, right? In the subject of the email. And in the body, you say, hi, Andy, the me in your contest. Uh, actually you can say I want to win here's the magic word okay and so what you do is you write down the magic word of the month and you will automatically win what I do is I pick from first of all everybody if you're not a member everybody will get one year one year membership free which is normally 20 bucks and at the end of that time period you get a little email saying you want to uh, Continue which case will cost you $20 or you can upgrade to the lifetime 55 or 35 for the seniors but also uh, Every month you'll be a different so this month it'll be a different price addition in addition to the membership Uh, And so this month is the grower's kit Grower's kit. So if you're a member, you're not going to get the year's membership But if you win, you'll get the grower's kit So you have to remember the magic word. I don't tell you the magic word over the radio show. I get it, you get get it from the newsletter. It's the only place you're gonna get the magic word of the month, Uh, right? (laughs) And it's not abracadabra. So that's it for the contest. I am uh, planning on having a bunch of different guests come on the show and talk about what they do. uh, And We also have a new department called Environmental Alert. Uh, if you know something's going on in the environment, you want to tell me about it. Let me know. Uh, if you have some environmental issues, let me know. You know, so I can uh, cover them. If you have any questions, that's one way you get entered into the contest. Uh, you send email to Andy Lopez at invisiblegardener.com. You have questions, uh, then you you you'll get entered in the contest. If you're not uh, getting the newsletter, if you're getting the newsletter, you're already entered in the contest. If you're not, again, you should get the newsletter. That would help you out to, to whatever contest uh, secrets we have going on. But uh, if you have a question, you send it to Andy Lopez at InvisibleGardener.com. I do my best to answer it as soon as possible, usually the next following show. So go to my website, InvisibleGardener.com. You'll see Invisible Gardener Radio will be up there as a member. You can you log in, you'll get to the members' radio show section. Um, my newest, newest song, I'll be uh, putting uh, up right after this for you to listen to. Uh, the radio show uh, basically sh- shows all the new, you know, promotes all my new songs. Uh, I have several different stations and I'm playing the songs on. If you if there's a song you definitely want to buy and it's not up there, let me know and I will put it in the store. But usually all the songs are, most of the songs are available for free for the first month on up on SoundCloud. So at soundcloud.com, Invisible Gardener, you'll find my, my music up there. So thank you very much for listening to my show. Happy growing organically, of course. Bye now. So this song is called Be Happy Too. Bye.